Welcome into the Mental Health Hour. This is episode number 67. Uh, very excited to have another special guest. We've been on a run of great uh, special guest uh, interviews, story sharing, um, all kinds of uh, great stuff from excellent uh, content creators and uh, mm. musicians and um, everything. We've had a, a, a great run here. Thank you to Gemma in particular for setting up the last three episodes of interviews um, with great guests. Uh, today is no um, no different. We have uh, the very talented Mindy Dave with us to share her story of recovery. Recovery is obviously what it's all about for me. Um, this is what kicked this whole show off, essentially. Here is um, my two-year skip. Um, and Mindy will be sharing her story, which she is now 10 years sober. So a very awesome accomplishment and feat. Um, I hope that I can put in that amount of time. Um, keep working our program. Keep working uh, the 12 steps. Uh, for me, that is, I mean, everybody's, as we've discussed on here, everybody's journey is different. And we'll talk to Mindy and see what hers is like. Um but outside of that, uh, let's let's not uh, let's not put this off any further. Let's bring her on. Here is Mindy. Welcome, Mindy, to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks Hi. for having me. Um, yes, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Um, this is very awesome. Uh, this is a topic, obviously, near and dear to my heart. We've chatted briefly um, before this episode uh, about my a little bit of my story, um, and then uh, Tim is determined to show off the junk behind me. <laughs> um, <laughs> good old Gemma. Uh, but anyway, back to the topic at hand: uh, recovery. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it right to you. You want to. Uh, a lot of these people in chat know you already. This is yep. my first mm -hmm. time really talking with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, introduce yourself. Re say hello to your friends. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what's up, guys? I see a lot of people in there. Mike, what's up, Trev? How's everybody doing? If you guys aren't familiar with me, my name is Mindy Davey. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter from Buffalo, New York. And um, I do mainly music but i also do public speaking as well um and I, I just travel around and speak at schools detention centers you know anywhere i can really tell my story and make a difference um that's kind of what i also do so um yeah i mean that's a, a little bit about me um you guys can check out my music all over on itunes spotify google play um and i'm also on twitch my my, my twitch name is mindy davy music um, if you guys are wondering why I'm turning my head, by the way, I have comments pulled up so I don't miss any comments, but, um, not everything's been, been, you know, on a high note for me. You know, I, um, I have a past and a lot of my past, um, yeah. it kind of affected my future, you know, and I had to work through that, you know, but I'll just start kind of talking about, you know, where, um, where it all started. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you could, uh, if you're, if, you know, like I said uh, in the pre-live, share what you're comfortable with. If you're um, good to good to get into the nuts and bolts, that's awesome. Um, and 
to everybody in the chat. Welcome. Um, I, I want to, again, thank everybody for being here, and thank you for all your support for the show. Please like, subscribe, follow, share this out. That's the biggest way you can help us out. Me and Gemma put on the show every week for you guys and uh, for ourselves as well. Um, and it's, it, we want to grow. So sharing us out is free, and it, it really does help us out. So please take the time to, uh, to share this out if you like the content. Um, throughout the show, um, Hattie will be putting up um, ways to get in contact with Mindy or follow her as well. And uh, Mindy, take it away. Please uh, share your story. Yeah, you know, um, I grew up um, in Buffalo, New York all my, my life. Um, and I have two brothers. I grew up with two brothers. So growing up for me, I was a tomboy. I, you know, I didn't really fit in with many of the kids in my school because um, I just wanted to be like everybody else, you know, tomboy wise. I was always hanging out with guys, you know, and I think because of that, it, it caused me to be a target, you know, and, and so I started kind of experiencing bullying at my school and, um, you know, just being left out, you know, the last one picked in class or, um, and, and that affected me. And, and every day I came home, my mom was always there for me. Um, she was like my best friend and my support, you know, growing up. And it got to the point where my mom got sick. Um, she was in and out of the hospital and we couldn't really figure out what was wrong with her. Um, and they finally diagnosed her with endometriosis. She was going through a lot of different pain with the endometriosis and, um, so at the time I really didn't have my mom because she was always inside the hospitals and, um, and that affected me, you know, between that and then going to school and like getting, getting picked on, it was just, I had, I felt like I was, I was alone, you know, in it. and it just, I won't ever forget it. I was in my first year of high school. I just started high school, um, as a freshman and, I had kids, a couple kids come up to me and they're like, hey, you know, you should come to the homecoming party this Friday. Um, it's after the homecoming dance, you know, and, and I thought like maybe that was like the point of, oh, yeah, you know, I could fit in and, and I'll be able to make friends at the party. And and I went, you know, and at the party, I was introduced to Oxycontin for the first time. And um, instantly from my mom having, you know, what she was going through and all the stuff I was going through at school, everything just went numb to me, you know, that, that everything was just gone. And the next day when I went to school, I was like, where, where can I get this next fix again? You know, I just kind of wanted to escape away. And that was my escape. And sure enough, you know, right, right from that point on, um, it became a daily thing for me. I was always chasing down, um, you know, the drug. And then it got to the point where I started not being able to, find money for it. So I started stealing from, you know, my friends and my family and it just got out of control. I was arrested my first time. Um, and they placed me on a six month ACD program. Um, but unfortunately I found a way around that. Um, there was a fake methamphetamine that went undetected on my drug test. So I pretty much cheated the whole six months I was in and went undetected still using. And as soon as I was off the six month ACD, I ended up hitting the street again. And um, I went back to, to drugs again, you know, and um, not it's, long after. It's a, it's, it's funny how, uh, it, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, um, just no. so many things when listening to, to your story are hitting, 
uh, home with me. Um, just, you know, it's funny how manipulative we can be to get our, our fix, to get what we want. And to this day, even two years clean, I still find myself manipulating for other things. You know, I'm using those skills for, for not drugs, but, um, I, and I, I shouldn't call them skills. They're not really, that's not a good, good, uh, quality, but we're able to, uh, make things happen even when we're broke or whatever, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and, and that's kind of what happened to me. You know, I was always finding ways around it, you know, and, um, and it got to the point where, you know, not too long after I started using again, after my six month ACD was up and I started using again, I got arrested my second time. Um, but in between that, in between that time, before I got arrested my second time, I actually was introduced to crack cocaine. Um, and that kind of took another, you know, addiction over for me. So it was between those two that I was really bouncing whatever I could get my hands on, um, is really what I was using. And so not too long after that, I was in the city and I was picking up and I was arrested. That's my second time for possession. This time the judge was like, you have to go to a program. Like you need to go to outpatient and you need to be monitored. And, um, that's where I kind of met, you know, my sponsor and, um, I, I went into the program and I say everything happens for a reason because a week into my program, I found out I was pregnant. And at that point, I knew it wasn't and any it wasn't me just along this journey and anything I put into my body would affect my unborn child. And so I at that point, I really was like, I, I need to get my shit together, you know, and I need to I need to I need to stay clean, you know, for, for my, for my kid and for my child and for myself, you know? And so I, um, I ended up completing my six month treatment and then I went on to have my daughter, Ariana. And, you know, I I say she saves my, she saved my life because, um, she's my rock, you know? And, and she, she, I, I, I truly didn't think I would be alive past 20. If, if it wasn't for her, I really don't think I would have been. And, um, so I, Mm. I ended up just continuing um, in, in rehab, actually, in rehab, I, I picked up my guitar for the first time ever. I've, I haven't done music. Music was always a passion growing up for me. But when obviously my addiction came into play, music was not, no longer a, a, a thing for me anymore. I didn't really care about it, you know. And, and so as soon as I got clean and I started picking music up again, I was like, wow, you know, like I, I really miss doing this. And so I just started kind of um, putting myself out there. I started, the app's closed down now, but um, I started just playing live on Periscope and mm. meeting people and just kind of, you know, um, putting myself out there and the people I was meeting and the just the community was absolutely supportive and amazing. And yeah. so I just started playing on there. You know, that's actually how me and Gemma met. Yeah, uh, yeah. We met on Periscope. Yeah, definitely. Quite a few yeah. years ago now. I remember you uh, starting up, I think, like, must be a good six years now. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and so but... that that was really cool, you know, and um, I went to America's Got Talent, you know, not too far into uh, when we were doing Periscope. And um, mm. that was my first time I ever wrote my original. I wrote an original song. I went to um, New York City and I was trying to for my America's Got Talent auditions. I, I wanted to do some exploring. I haven't really visited New York City much, so I wanted to check out the Freedom Towers. And um, when we were going down Broadway, I 
you guys ever been to New York City, there's like literally homeless people all over the place with signs. And this guy in particular wasn't asking for anything, you know. Um, he was just trying to keep warm as best as he could. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. You know, I come from a small town where if you see somebody down, you know, you ask them for help or something, you know. And, and so I stood back and I just wanted to see if anybody would acknowledge the guy and they didn't. So I went over and I bought him things that I thought he could use. And I, I went up to him and I say, never judge a book by its cover because this guy's house, his apartment in New York city burned down and his wife and two kids got a spot in the shelter. He didn't. And so it was wicked hearing his story. And it just hit me in a, in a way that, you know, people need to stop judging each other and really just we're human. You know, we, we all fall, we all go through crazy shit in life, but, um, you know, help, help each other out. You know, that's what humanity is all about. 100%. Yeah. So I went back to Buffalo and I wrote this song called peace and um, it was really just all about the experience with this guy and, you know, helping him out in any way, you know, just in general, helping each other out in any way that we can. And um, I ended up playing that live on Periscope one day and people were like, you need to get that. You need to release this. Like we love it, you know, and, um, from that moment on, I was like, you know, this is kind of what I want to do for a career. And, um, I really just want to change people's lives and inspire people and, and just use my experiences in life to really be that kind of spearheading, um, thing to, to make a change and make a difference, you know? And, um, so, I mean, after that, I just, I continue to play on Periscope and I continue to just kind of do things that I could do in the community to help in any way. Um, and oddly enough, I met Mike Letica. He's uh, he's my manager from Duluth, Minnesota. I met him on Periscope one day, and he, I didn't I didn't know like really you know who he was in, in the community wise out there in Duluth. But he he texted me one day. He's like, hey, you know, I, I want to bring you out to Duluth, Minnesota to talk to some detention centers and rehab centers and um, some schools. And so that was like the first time I ever went out and did public speaking. And realized, like, wow, you know, this is um, this is something that's even more impactful than playing music on Periscope. You know, when you could get out there and actually interact with humans, you know, face to face, and and being able to bring inspiration to the you know the people that need it was really a, a crazy experience for me. Um, and not too long after that, you know, Mike ended up pulling me aside, and he's like, hey, you know. I love making a difference. You know, you, you have a big heart, you're very talented, you know, and um, Mike decided to take over as my manager and, and he's kind of just been spearheading uh, for years now. He's been, you know, really opening doors for us. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I continue to just write music. I ended up, um, I love, I love talking about the songs I write, but the next song that I wrote um, was called Morgan song. And I continued to just share every, which that's was the, that I was, it's just, I'm really disappointed that Periscope shut down because mm-hmm. um, I I would use Periscope as like, I'd go live. Michael, I think Mike's in the comments. Um, Trev's in the comments too. The, those guys have been day ones. And, um, you know, they, they could say, you know, the same thing. I'd go on live and I'd like write music live with everybody and, and, so before the songs even came out, like Periscope, everybody, like the community would hear the songs before I'd even put them out. And um, this next song was was Morgan's song. And there's this there's this kid that was bullied to the point where she wanted to end her life in um, Syracuse, New York. 
And I came across her story on social media one day and I went live on Periscope and I was talking about it and we decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write her a song and I'm going to also get all of our fans and everybody in the Periscope community to send me cards and anything that we can really um, show her that she's loved. And so that's what we did. And everybody like sent me all these cards from people all over like the world from Periscope. And we ended up taking a drive down um, and we visited Morgan. Her name's Morgan. And um, I wrote her the song, Morgan Song. And we we gave her all the cards from everybody on Periscope. And we, we actually got that's to cool. like sing her the song. And um, she said that that was a huge part of her recovery, you know, and, and really kind of mm-hmm. getting back to, you know, her being loved, her feeling loved and appreciated like she did matter. And, you know, that's these two... The, I give these two examples, you know, I have plenty of other examples, but I give, I always talk about these two because I think they inspired me the most to really, to really use my music to help the community in any way that I can, you know, and, and especially in a world that's filled with so much hate right now, we need, we need positivity, you know, and we need um, hopeful stories and, and just actions in general, you know? 100%. Um, yeah. So, um, to, uh, kind of, uh, you know, maybe stop for one quick moment and and expand on uh, a point. You mentioned going inpatient, or did you stay outpatient on rehab? Uh, outpatient. Okay, yeah. I went inpatient um, for forty four days um, for intensive therapy, um, but rehab is rehab, outpatient or inpatient. Um, and uh, it is a process. Can you uh, kind of talk on how important that was for your the beginning of your recovery? Um, I tell people all the time, I was scared to death of it at, at first, but yep. um, it really wound up being that foundation I needed. Can you speak on that at all? Yeah. You know, like I said before, I didn't take rehab seriously until my second time around, you know, and I won't ever forget like my first session going into it. I was like you said, scared shitless, you know, and I didn't, this was the first time that I knew like, like not only did I, did I know that I was going to be a new mom, you know, but I'm also trying to navigate through like rehab being sober, you know, And, and, and for years I was using drugs to cope with it. So now all the feelings that, I'm actually dealing with now, I have to find other coping methods to, to deal with them because that, that niche wasn't there, you know? So I had to really kind of, um, navigate through each of my emotions and feelings. And to be honest, those groups really, really helped me in the first, you know, couple of months, definitely, because having other people like in that setting with you that, were kind of navigating through those feelings too, and then being able to share them with each other and then you know, hearing about how other people coped and just getting the tools that I never, I never knew existed. Um, it played a huge role in the first couple of months for sure. For me, like keeping yeah. level headed, you know, because. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it does. It, 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 it lays that foundation. That's just perfect to, to get started down this journey. I know that, um, if I didn't go through an inpatient rehab, I probably would not be as successful so far as I've been. Um, it, it did lay the groundwork. And I, even though I was scared, um, it, 
we talked about it at my AA meeting this morning, um, how that messy stuff, you know, you want to, you, you hear people share and, um, and they have reached this point where they're like over this mountain um, and, and they feel like the weight of the world's been lifted and, you know, you're back here still. It, you want to be up there, but you don't want to go through all this messy stuff in between. Yep. And, um, that messy stuff is the good, that's the good stuff, isn't it? Would you agree? Oh, for sure. Because that messy stuff, in my opinion, the messy stuff makes you stronger, you know, and at least for me, you know, I know everything that I've experienced and dirt and went through, you know, it really, it really molded me into who I am today, you know, and I wouldn't be as strong as I am today if it wasn't for going through all of that messy stuff, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I can relate there as well. Yeah, and Gemma, um, well, I'm going to throw uh, a question your way, but real quick, I want to welcome everybody in that's been uh, trickling in. Uh, welcome into the Mental Health Hour. If you're new with us, uh, some of Mindy's following. I'm Tim. That's Gemma. Uh, we do this broadcast, and that's Mindy. You know Mindy. Oh, she's over this way. Um, but we do this broadcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So right, right in this hour slot, uh, every every single Wednesday we're live. Uh, we talk about a different topic in mental health every week. Um, and we've been going for a little over a year, well, maybe a year and a half now. Um, mm -hmm. But welcome in. It's great to have everybody here. Thanks for all the bits, the, the support, the shares, the love, um, the subs and everything. We put all that money back into this show to help keep it growing. Um, uh, so uh, I'm Tim, um, and thank you to, was it Mike, uh, for the congrats on my sobriety. Uh, I have two years sober. I'm an alcoholic, uh, and uh, that's just a little bit about me. Uh, it, I have there's 66 episodes of this show. If you want to go back and so I want to keep this show rolling with Mindy. Um, mm -hmm. This is her story. Uh, and I appreciate her taking the time to join us today. Um, and Jim, thank you for the bits. It's good to see you, my friend. And I see Med is here as well now. Um, hello to everybody trickling in. Glad to have you along this week. Um, getting back to Mindy and Gemma, I wanted to throw it over your way because you guys were Periscope alum. I was not. Um, uh, I I was on the Periscope app, but merely as a audience member. I was a watcher of broadcasts. I was not yet live oh, streaming. Um, I hadn't gotten um, a kind of platform or uh, what I wanted to do. Like when I made this show, I want. I knew this is it. This is what I wanted to go live stream about. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys were on Periscope. How can you both kind of discuss or talk about how live streaming helps with the recovery process or with um, just mental health in general? Like that's why I went on Periscope because I signed up to Periscope after I'd got out of a very messy relationship with my son's dad. Um, he had cut me off completely from the world. I had no friends, no nothing. And originally for me, I started broadcasting as a way to use it to get me out of the house because I suffered with agoraphobia for a while because I'd been in the house for so long. And I'd gone nearly two years with broadcasting 
everything but my face until I double tapped the screen and it was right in my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I just kind of went with it after that, but um, it did and it helped me continue that, um, getting out of the house. I had people that did like um, periscope praying for me when my son was diagnosed with cancer and oh. raised money to help me get everything that he needed. And I've met some of the best friends and people on from there that I've continued to, like, even now, like, with... Um, and it, it got me out of everything, and it got me... Because I used to self-harm re religiously. And like you said, how um, you're, when you had a child, it helped you. My son stopped me from wanting to end my life because I religiously tried to self-harm but self-harm with the intent of killing myself like popping pills trying to end right. my life I'm, I was done with it but that stopped me from live, do live that streaming, live streaming you were saying really just kind of gave you that place to come in and yeah uh, meet new people would you say or oh yeah definitely it gave me the connections that I had been deprived of being in such an abusive relationship right and then um, how about you, Mindy? Uh, same, same question. Like, what, what drew you to the live streaming, uh, the the live streaming world? Yeah, you know, I I think it was on Twitter. I discovered, you know, Periscope. Someone posted on about it, you know, and I'm like, oh, a live streaming community, you know, and and I started just doing videos, like like Gemma said, I was just going live, you know, and and i think like on top of being able to express myself in 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 rehab you know in those in those sessions i was able to like at home also when i was going through it you know not be by myself cuz i had the community on periscope so like i won't ever forget i had my mom was in the hospital the one day and i went live from the hospital and like i just had this like overwhelming feeling and as recovering addicts you know you always have to navigate through these feelings and the instant thing that goes through your brain is, oh, I have to self-medicate myself. Like, that's how I'm going to deal with this. And, you know, having having that community there and and really just relying on that when I was, ex you know, experiencing these emotions was really, it was just helpful. You know, the community, I always say that, you know, the community also, you know, the fans, the community, the supporters, that all kind of played a role in keeping me sober throughout the years, you know? Yeah. It's an amazing thing. These uh, these folks that are in chat right now uh, have been with us for a long time, um, mm -hmm. and and they they help exactly what you're saying. Keep us keep us going. Keep us motivated. Yeah. Um, and you know they've stuck with us through two platform changes, um, which is awesome. And I I can't thank them enough uh, to to keep. Uh, you know, finding us and, and going along with us. Um, Michael Joseph Murray, I believe, let me scroll back up. He mentioned something that I kind of wanted to touch on because it sounded pretty cool. Um, it was about Mindy's minions. Uh, here it is. Let me pull that up. Mindy is so amazing, has created a great community. Mindy's minions who helped crowd fund her capital records, capital records uh, in Atlanta, Georgia to work with Mark. Yeah, can you, can you tell us about Mindy's minions? Yeah. Well, so um, a bunch, as we started growing on Periscope, you know, somebody came up with this really cool name and started doing like Twitches. Like they, I think they did a Twitter 
And then um, they had like a support page. And so they they just started saying Mindy's Minions as like the fan group, you know, that's what they called mm. themselves. And so um, anytime like we had something come up, like Michael said, um, you know, crowdfunders, you know, any any opportunity that came my way, you know, the Mindy, Mindy's Minions, the supporters, the, the, the fans, they all supported anything that we had, you know, going on. And so, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. They came up yeah. with that name and, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a community now kind of, so it's cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, that fit right in with what we were talking about, how this live streaming community can be so excellent um, yeah. and, and so helpful uh, for us. And we're doing the same for them, I hope, uh, by being here every week. Um, loved Mindy's collab with Jairus Cook, says Jim in Chicagoland. Uh, oh, Jairus yeah. Cook, I haven't heard yeah. that name in, in some time. And I I, I saw some of his um, talent on HAPS, a, a previous broadcasting platform. And that he was very, very good. Um, I, I have to reach out there. I, that's, that's one that I'd messaged, actually. That collaboration was crazy too. Um, we ended up doing in 2020 when COVID hit. We wanted so we I reached out to Jaris and um, we got you know we got in a conversation in group chat. Mike was in my my manager Mike. He was in the chat group with us and you know we were all kind of talking like how with everything we were seeing first of all with COVID and us being stuck in the house and mentally like going insane in in so many ways. You know, um, we were like what is going on? Like enough is enough. Like that's like, we, uh, the first thing that came out of Jay's in my mouth was enough is enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's where we kind of, um, we wrote this song. It's called enough is enough. And and we wrote it about, you know, 2020 and just everything that was going on in that year. And um, it was, it was cool because normally I sing, I'm, I'm a pop singer, but I do rap and, and rapping is something that I kind of like to show off sometimes in some of my songs and, um, this song in particular, we had Jay sing the choruses and me do the raps, which is super, super cool. And um, yeah, that's where Enough is Enough came in, you know, so that was definitely. And the best part about it was because of COVID, I had to record my stuff out here in Jamestown, New York. And then he ended up recording at a studio in New Jersey. And then they just sent the files to each other. And then we also separately recorded um, music, a music video, and he had somebody film his his part in Jersey, and I had my you know part filmed here in Buffalo, and we just combined it and made it work. So it was uh, the first project I've ever done, like not being in the same room with someone, but it was yeah. super awesome. It was yeah. cool. That's really cool, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for all the gifted subs. That is amazing. I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, yeah. You are an awesome guy, and I we have, this is the first time we've met. So uh, again, welcome in, and uh, thank you guys. Like I said, everything that you guys uh, give to the uh, the stream goes right back into the stream. This we uh, self support here, just like in AA, um, and we we help keep this channel growing. Um, as Hattie's mentioning, uh, please. Uh, for all of our newcomers, we do have a Discord. It is a very uh, active community of mental health. Um, and and please feel free to join if uh, Hattie can drop in the Discord again. That would be great. Uh, so it's uh, easy to find 
but um, the invite code will be there for you. And we, we really uh, encourage folks to join the Discord. That's where uh, our community is the safest. Uh, we can moderate and keep, uh, keep in the, the, the good, keep the bad out, and uh, really just share experience, strength, and hope. Uh, and keep going and keep uh, fighting the good fight, if you will. Um, uh, welcome into the Mental Health Hour. We are well, we're about 40 minutes in, but uh, talking to an amazing lady, Mindy Davey. You guys see, uh, you guys know her well. I'm just meeting her. I'm impressed. I, uh, I love talking about this stuff. So, I mean, I want to just keep this stream going all night, but we can't do that. Um, but, uh, my mind is, but we'll have that if you, if you're available, maybe we can have you back again for an, another conversation. Um, yeah. I did want to touch on, um, music, um, next, like, uh, I'm a big music guy too. You're saying all the keywords again that, I mean, I, I dabble in a little, I, I, I have, I have a talent of flow, if you will. I can rap myself. Um, and it's fun. Right. Uh, it's fun to do karaoke sometimes and just get out there and, and, and do that. But more importantly, music. Now I'm a drummer and I grew up, I've been playing the drums since I was about 10 years old. Wow. Unfortunately, when I, when I picked up my first set of sticks, I didn't realize that I was that percussion instruments. You don't really make music on you. You're the heartbeat, but you, I didn't realize that I wasn't making music i wish i would I, I still have and i still hope to learn the piano that's my ultimate goal i want mm -hmm. to learn how to play the piano but as far as music goes i speak to it highly uh as far as therapeutic and everything about it is is great um I, you get the opportunity to play and perform um i you mainly just listen but it still does a great number for me. And Gemma has talked to uh, music, talked about music a lot as well. Yeah. Can you uh, fill us in on where the, the music jive started and came in and how strong it is and how important it is for your uh, program or your recovery? Yeah, you know, music, um, it's always been in my family. You know, um, my grandma and my mom always done music growing up and um, I remember I was like always watching when I was little my mom and my grandma singing you know on the guitar in the living room and getting ready for the church choir and so I, I think that's just always been a love of mine you know and when I was like 10 11 years old um, I, I really started kind of just trying to play the guitar a little bit you know here and there but um, as I started kind of getting into high school and I, I obviously set that music, the music part of, you know, my love of my life down and started using. But um, once I got, I, once I got sober, man, I picked up that guitar again. And it's like, I didn't ever put it down, you know? And um, the cool thing about it is I don't know any notes on the guitar. Um, <laughs> I literally, I literally just listen to everything by sound. Um, and then I use the capo on different frets and I find like where, you know, where it fits and, um, I, I get it like that, you know, so I, I played the instrument, even piano too, you know, I play it all by sound and, and ear and um, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, but that, that was definitely a huge tool for me um, was being able to express myself in music, you know, and 
especially as I started getting more and more um, into the music aspect, it's like, if I'm having an off terrible day, you know, I'll call up the producer and, you know, Mike, my manager, I'll be like, listen, we need to get into the studio, you know, um, and that's kind of where I just go off and really put all my emotions down. And um, so it's a, definitely a huge tool for me to even now, you know, people think people think even when you're in recovery, it's it's um, it's like you're out of the water and it's easy and it's not, you know, like, for instance, quick story. I passed two weeks ago. I was driving around, you know, here and. I had to do some stuff. I was I was performing a live show in Jamestown, New York, and I'm trying to find an outfit. And I was mm-hmm. driving down a part that I've never been around since I've used back in the day, you know, and it just brought me back to a memory like a trigger. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's so it's hard. You know, you, you fight, you know, every day, even in recovery, you have to fight through emotions and really just kind of navigate through them in, in a positive way, you know? So music is definitely a huge tool for me to navigate, you know, through those, those emotions. Yeah. For absolutely. sure. Um, music is just, it, it's incredible how one song you hear on the radio can tell such a story of your own life. And just like, I found myself uh, unable to explain things sometimes of what was going on inside me. Uh, to my mom or or a family member or my wife or whoever and i'd just be like listen to this song this says everything and it really does it is sometimes you find that one that's just like yes yeah it's the same thing as like group therapy i speak very highly of group therapy um not everybody is uh into group therapy but i love it because i there's nothing there's no better feeling that or no better way to not feel alone in this world than to sit in a room of uh, nine other yous. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's what music is like. You, know, you find that one song that just really hits home. Um, but it, it it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and relapse is definitely a big um, concern still today. Um, uh, I have the two year chip. You have 10 years strong. Um, relapse never goes away, does it? No, no, it doesn't. You know, um, it's it, it, it gets easier, you know, and I say it gets easier because um, back when I had my four year, five year, actually, Mike, Mike, Le- M. Letica is my manager. He so he's uh, me and him talk every day, you know, and back back maybe four or five years ago, I, I was struggling, you know, bad, you know, I would have to call him up and and like we would I would just have to navigate through those feelings and and it was hard for me like especially those triggers it it took me a little longer to get my mind off of it and get my mind like right again you know um but I I feel like two weeks ago now I just hit my 10 years September 12th and you know it was it was wicked um it was the, for, for the first time you know in, in, in about a year or two that I had a trigger and and that trigger went away faster than I've ever had it go away, you know, and mm-hmm. it was all because I have tools in play, you know, for that listening to music, writing music, being around people I love, you know, um, not anybody that's going to bring me down in a negative aspect, you know, and I feel like it just is getting easier every single day because of that, you know, so it was definitely crazy to see how fast my mind changed compared to a few years ago, you know, I would be stuck, you know, and it's, yeah. so it's definitely, um, 
it's that's awesome. You know, I can see I can see a great working relationship there from this comment. Mindy has been great to work with for the past six years. She is the most genuine person I've worked with, and that's that's right. an amazing thing to hear. And and um, for, especially from a manager or um, somebody uh, of a of a supportive role. Um, and just in here now, supporting you as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Mike. Big shout out to Mike. A big shout out to. Is he cut off? <laughs> oh. Oops. Yeah, um, yeah. While he's cut off, I was just going to say it must be awesome to be able to have a manager that supports you like that and like be such good friends with them as well. This yeah. signal's clearly gone. But uh, did you say that you'd met on Periscope? Yeah, that was the that's the wicked thing, you know. Um, I like to talk about it a lot because um, I a lot of people ask me, oh, you know, how do you how did you find your manager, you know? <laughs> and Mike was just watching Periscope the one day, um, mm -hmm. and as I mentioned earlier, I like to freestyle rap, so I was just rapping comments on on Periscope, and mm -hmm. uh, I started just freestyle rapping, and Mike's like this kid's kind of good. Like I like her and he followed me, mm -hmm. you know, and, but then he heard my story and, um, you know, that's when he brought me down to Minnesota and had me, you know, speak at a bunch of centers out there and rehab centers. And, you know, that's kind of when we realized like we both have the same common goal of helping people and making a difference. And, um, mm -hmm. he's a great manager. He's, he's a business guy. He's a businessman out in Duluth. And so it was an honor for me to be able to, not only have him as my manager, but he's he's definitely a mentor in my life, which is um, cool. That's you amazing. know, really, really yeah. awesome. Someone that really, truly wants you to succeed like that and to be able to work with them. That's an amazing kind of relationship to have with someone. Yeah. So that's great. And Periscope was great for that, opening up doors for people, yes. connecting people. And I truly miss it. I don't think there'll be ever an app or a community like that. Nope. And as much as I say that they can take the platform, but they can never take the community, as much as we've spread about, like a lot of us have stuck together, which has been great, um, but it certainly will be truly missed, will Periscope, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, there was one thing I was going to ask you. Oh, you did something on the TV, I saw. Are you all right talking about that? Oh, did I see you doing something on the TV? Was it an interview or something? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing. Um, so I I ended up getting um, when I I released. Uh, I I was doing a show about my sobriety, and um, mm -hmm. my ten year sobriety. How I was gonna, you know, and and at the same time, I wanted to release my single Destiny, um, which is mm -hmm. like all about you know where I've been, how I've overcame everything, and just everything's meant to be, you know, to bring me to where I am today. Yeah. And um, so I started kind of reaching out to like the media um, and we started getting, you know, a lot of interviews done. And then um, a company called All Sober came out and um, they messaged me and they're like, hey, you know, we would really like you to, you know, come on um, and do an interview with us. And so All Sober is a, a major platform and a, and a group for people who are addicted or in recovery. And mm -hmm. um, basically... All Sober has a website, allsober.com, and you could go on there and it's got all the tools for anybody that's um, addicted or in recovery. And so they put me up on their platform um, and I'm one of the, the artists on their roster that um, basically I'm going to be um, 
kind of talking a lot about my sobriety or if they need me to travel somewhere, you know, I'll be able to travel um, to any place that they need me to go to talk to talk about my story. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was really cool to partner up with All Sober and um, they're very awesome, powerful platform, you know, for anybody that's interested. Yeah, that's amazing. I've seen Michael share that actually a lot and uh, I checked it out when he shared it with me before. It looks amazing. It really does. Were you having technical problems there, Tim? I don't know. I think my whole internet just went down. Um, <laughs> so I've got to love the internet for doing we, that. We've got a great episode going, and um, Penelope yeah. is sound asleep next to me. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> so why not have the Twitch stream crash? However, uh, we did <laughs> we did look at this uh, before we went live today. Uh, apparently, Twitch is having some problems today. Um, yeah. They, uh, I don't know if it's through StreamYard or if it's Twitch itself, but as soon as I signed on to open the broadcast studio, it said there's a Twitch outage. Yeah, online. Um, anywho, uh, nevertheless, we're here, we're back. Um, and uh, talking with Mindy Davy, I'm glad uh, you guys were able to continue and, and everything didn't crash. Um, I really I wanted to hit on one more quick topic. Before we wrapped up, um, children, uh, I heard you mention uh, your daughter was, and and how important that was in your, when you hit that, um, I don't want to call it like rock bottom or anything like that. Like you hit that moment where you're like, okay, uh, this is for real. This is for fucking real now. Like um, everything I put in my, everything I ingest or absorb into my body is going directly to this unborn child. Um, and, and right here uh, next to me is my five month old daughter uh, that I, I mean, I'm in, I just starstruck in love with. I've wanted nothing more than this my entire life. And there was no way I was ready to raise a child uh, when I was in my, drink um but yes best thing that's ever happened to me truly uh, a helpful stepping stone in recovery to look at this little girl and 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 keep on trucking for her and for me above mm-hmm. all else for me but yeah. for her in the long run as well uh I, I would like i would love to hear your thoughts on on more of uh, how your daughter has helped you yeah, you know, um, like you said, that feeling, you know, as soon as I as soon as I found out I was, you know, pregnant, um, she definitely like that prevented me from relapsing. You know, it wasn't just me on that journey anymore. It was it was, you know, my onboard child. And, you know, and um, she when I gave birth to her, it was it was a, it was a journey, you know, navigating through being a new mom and then navigating through um, trying to remain sober and, and just dealing with the the emotions and the triggers and um now the new motherhood it was um it was a lot it was a lot and i learned a lot you know in the process um however you know a couple a couple of i would say about six six to ten months in um we started knowing we started seeing you know the milestones even throughout the year you know her milestones that she was supposed to hit she didn't hit and we we kind of were like okay, you know, what's going on? And, um, we took her in and they thought like she was deaf or autistic and none of that, you know, was, 
was on the on the table, but she had a lot of delays, you know, um, in many areas. And so um, she she is labeled as a special needs kiddo. And, um, you know, it, it was definitely hard, you know, navigating through um, seeing all my friends around me, you know, hit those milestones and being able to experience those milestones. And, um, you know, we were just kind of navigating through life the best way we could. And um, it's a blessing. I actually... It brings me to my next point. I, I wrote a song called Something Special. Um, she, she, even with her delays, she fails to amaze me. You know, every day she is progressing and she's such a smart kiddo. And um, kiddos in general, just being able to work with special needs kiddos um, and seeing her and her therapies and everything else, it just really inspired me to write a song called Something Special. Um, you know, she saved my life and I want her to know, you know, that just because she has this disability or these delays, it doesn't define who she is and it doesn't hold her back from anything in life. And so I wrote the song called Something Special, um, which is coming out soon. I didn't release it yet, but it's awesome. coming out soon. And um, yeah, you know, she's she's everything to me. You know, I think that's another reason why I'm sober um, and I didn't relapse because I know that I'm everything she has, you know, and um I'm, I'm, I'm the one who forefronts for her, you know, and she needs me. Mm. So because of that, I don't, I don't have any issues with relapsing because I know she, she relies on me, you know, and Gemma, and Gemma, uh, same with you. You just had Thomas ring the bell. Um, yeah. On his ninth birthday, he <laughs> rang the end of chemo bell, at nearly four years of chemo. And it's yeah. amazing how much like, like when you see them, you instantly fall in love even on the screen when you know inside you and things and that, that that's a love like no other like unconditional with no other like nothing else can compare to that and it's amazing how even in your darkest days they can snap you out of something like that because I'm on my own with my son so I'm I'm literally everything he has and there's days uh, where I've wanted to give up and wanted to just think, no, I can't do this anymore. But I'm like, well, no, I can't. Because if I do give up, then then, then what, you know? Yep. And it's been enough to keep me going to the point where now I'm starting to see life for what it can be. And I don't want my bad past to influence him. Um, he's going through some depression at the moment, which they said it, could be because having because he turned nine on the 17th of September and he rang the chemo for over four years hospitals and back and forth all he's known and that routine's changed again and they did say it might actually be that that's done it oddly as much as no one wants to have cancer and be in and out of hospital again it's all he's known so it's an adjustment to that and he's currently going for a referral to see if he's got something like autism or something like that but at the end of the day like whatever he's got he's got he's alive yeah and we can deal with the rest you know but uh, it's amazing how they can turn your whole life the other way and keep you on track so that you can keep them on track as well yeah, yeah. and that's the cool thing too is like when i go on tour like mike just said um ari my daughter came on stage for the first time with me two weeks ago I at my sobriety her. show. Yeah, she came yeah, on stage. I saw that on you. 
first yeah, time. it was the first time, you know, and, and so it's a blessing to be able, um, anywhere I travel on the road, if, if I have to speak somewhere, or I have to sing somewhere, you know, I'm, um, I'm always bringing her with and, and she gets to experience it with me, which is something, um, crazy special, you know, and it's, yeah. I it's bet she's cool. your biggest fan. That's for sure. Yeah. Biggest fan, biggest support. That's amazing yes. that she gets to, uh, to be there with you for all that. Yes. Did I see she's the same age as mine? Is she like, is she about nine? Did I yep. see? Yeah, so same as my Thomas then. Yeah, I thought she nice. was. I'm sure, I'm sure they're the same age. Fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, that's amazing. And, and I'm just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. Well, uh, this has been a fantastic episode. Uh, Mindy, thank you so much for joining us. There's yeah. still. Uh, so much I want to talk about. Hopefully we can have you back again sometime down the road. Yeah. Um, everybody, Thanks for having please, me. Uh, everybody, please like, follow, subscribe, share. Mindy Davy Music. Um, there's all of her uh, website and Twitch. Uh, Mindy, did you have any final thoughts for, for the um, folks? You know, I'd say... Uh... Anything to leave them with? Uh, Sobriety is possible, you know, anything is possible and just um, never lose hope, you know, always maintain that hope because you'll get hit with a lot of negative stuff in life. But I'm telling you, the positive yeah. outweighs the negative. You know, you just got to maintain that hope. It's, it's great. Um, great advice. And I love these uh, these chips we get and stuff. I've, I've said it on here before. Uh, people ask about the chips. They're like, you know. Uh, the chips are, are, yeah, a little bit of a pat on the back for ourselves for achieving that three-year, that four-year, that five-year mark. But it's also, more importantly, to show the new guy that the program works. Yes. And yep. so, so is coming on here, uh, some little mental health hour broadcast and sharing your story. It does the same thing. It shows uh, people that this this is possible. Like you just said, sobriety is possible. And uh, we really appreciate having you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, indeed. Um, you're always welcome back. And thank you to everybody for all the uh, subs and um, bits and cheers and hype trains and all the all that jazz <laughs> that goes on. Um, we really appreciate everybody being here. Let's talk a little community calendar before we get out of here. Uh, Jim in Chicagoland, he is here in the comments we've got catalysts tonight long time standing show on wednesday nights following the mental health hour now i mean he's been on years before me and Gemma, but uh we're piggybacking or we're we're opening up for him now we're opening up on the road for him now so <laughs> um 11 p.m eastern time for eastern standard time tonight uh catalyst uh the hurricane here he, here he is, right here. Hurricane Ian coverage and conversation on. Yeah, Saturday. man, prayers going out to everybody in Florida for sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, Hurricane Ian coverage and conversation tonight's catalyst, at 11 p.m. Join us. I'll be there. Um, and then a ray of sunshine popped in. I don't know if he's. Yeah, he is still here. Uh, yeah, it says he's here. Yep, he's still here. Uh, check his streams out. Positive vibes, positive stories. Always doing the the uh, the good the good work that Ray does. 
Uh, I haven't been able to catch one of his streams lately, but I hope to get in there soon. Um, and there he is, Prayers to Florida. He's on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Um, and then, of course, we got the Beard of Weirdo show. We got Eric J. Gaming. Um, and now Mindy Davey is a Mental Health Hour alum. She'll be on the website coming up here. And uh, please check all of our friends out. Um, and it wouldn't be the show without ending with our favorite bunny lady, Ella. Ella. Ella, Ella the bunny mom. <laughs> Uh, www.mybunnyvalentine. Thank you, Hattie. There it is. <laughs> Mybunnyvalentine.com. If you use your promo code FIREDUDE15, uh, you'll get 15% off all of your purchases to help her in her mission to save all the bunnies in the world. Uh -huh. um, Ella is a great ukulele, guitar, um, piano, musician, streamer, late nights here on Twitch. And uh, she runs her own business, My Bunny Valentine. Um, so please help her out and catch her live on Twitch. I think that's all I got. Gemma, do you have anything to wrap up? Um, no, just thank you to Mindy for coming on. I've been wanting to get you on for ages. Yes. Um, it was I, a great I've night. I've been following you for ages. So I knew you had such an amazing story to share. And thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank um, you. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, not at all. I think when we announced it, everybody was like, yay. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, definitely Michael. Uh, been cheering you on for ages and ages. And uh, Eric, everybody was so happy that you were coming on. So uh, thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks for guys. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Mindy, for uh, coming on. And guys, we will catch you again next week. Uh, same time same place right here on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.